Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on their journey to feeling at home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I moved to Germany a little bit over two years ago. Life was very overwhelming for a while, and I had to do a lot of adult stuff that I don't really like to do. But when you're moving abroad, you kind of have to do all that boring adult stuff. You have to register your new address, you have to get insurance, you have to deal with the immigration office and get your visa in order. These are things that you just can't start living your life without. But I gotta admit, I did the necessary things, and then the things that didn't seem to be burning, like I had to do them right away, I put off. I put off as much as I could. Um, including my taxes. So I actually never paid taxes in Germany despite living and working here for over two years. I would not recommend this approach. (laughs) That's not the responsible thing to do. But now, as said, I'm a little over two years in and I'm far more settled than I was at the beginning. So I decided to take this time in the fall to double back and make sure I dotted all my I's, crossed all my T's, did all of my hashtag adulting. So for me, of course, that included figuring out what I needed to do about my German taxes. I was really excited to try out this company called WonderTax. I actually found out about them through Instagram. So many of you probably already follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty active there and I like to follow other expat and Germany related accounts. And so I was following WonderTax. And they posted such great content, like it was informative, it was funny, it was relatable, and I knew that they did taxes. So I decided to reach out to them and see if they could help figure out how to do this whole thing. As always with things like this, I find that learning this information for just myself, it's not that helpful. I mean, of course it's helpful for me. But what good does it do the world if that information ends with me? So I talked to WonderTax if they would be willing to do a podcast episode where we could talk more about how German taxes work, what expats need to be on the lookout for when they're filing, and then talk us through their tool because I find it really helpful. I was so excited when they agreed to do this podcast episode and we couldn't have had a better guest. I had so many questions for her and she answered them all wonderfully and best of all, she's an expat herself and so she totally gets it. With that said, let me hand it on over to that wonderful guest, Agneza. I'm Agneza. I'm from Italy, from the north of the country, so actually close to Maggiore Lake and Switzerland. At the moment, I'm living in Germany, in Berlin, and I've been living here since two years. So I can only imagine being from that area. You must have met a ton of Germans growing up because they all go vacationing there. (laughs) That's right. That's also why actually I started studying German already during high school which is usually not the case in Italy. The main languages are English and Spanish and French. But in my area, since we are so close to Switzerland and we have so many German tourists, uh, we also are uh, really likely to study German. Oh, that's so cool. So did you actually speak fluent German before you moved here? 
Yes, it's always kind of complicated to speak fluent German as a non-German, um, <laughs> at least for my case. I have a good level, I would say, but I, I know how complicated it is to, to keep the level of the language and to feel confident speaking in German. It's kind of tough. So what brought you to Germany? At some point, I was working in Milan and it was actually my first job experience. I was pretty happy there, but I really wanted to have in my CV experience abroad. Of course, I wanted the first choice was Europe, and I knew that Berlin was actually the best place in terms of job opportunities related to my field because I've studied marketing here in Berlin, especially in the field of digital and online. There are a lot of opportunities, and it was basically for me the easiest place to find the, the right job for me. Plus, I was always in love with the city. So do you want to tell us where you ended up working? Yeah, now I'm working for Wundertax. It's actually an online uh, tax tool to submit tax declaration online. It's basically a, a tax tool to do the German tax declaration. And I'm an expert. I don't speak German that properly. So everything seems doesn't make so much sense, maybe, <laughs> uh, if you think about it. But at the end, I really found my, my connection here because we also have a tool for experts in English. So we, we actually want to help experts in submitting their taxes in Germany without, you know, being stressed with the German language or because maybe they are not that knowledgeable about taxes and our tool is pretty easy to understand. So I, I actually at the end found this connection because I'm, I felt part of the target group, let's say. I'm also an expert who needs a simple tax tool to submit taxes, for example. Did you know anything about German taxes when you got here or have you ever studied it? I knew some things, yes, especially with experts at the end, you end up also discussing about these topics because you don't know much and you feel kind of lost. And that's why you're always searching for support from your, uh, let's say, colleagues or friends, also from other countries. So I had some uh, basic knowledge, but I have to admit, I learned a lot of most of these things here in, in this company. And it was actually something that I learned from the users themselves. So users were asking us questions and, and then we, of course, had to provide with the right answer. It was a lot of research or also internal discussions. So I, I mainly learned via this job, actually. That's great because I have so many questions to ask you about exactly this topic because I personally, I've lived in Germany for a little over two years now and I've never filed my taxes here, which I know is bad. So I just, I have that same anxious feeling that I think we all have, even though my German's pretty good. The words on these tax forms are 12 lines long and it's all one word. It's so intimidating. I have no idea how any of it works. And so for a while, I just sort of stuck my head in the sand and ignored the whole fact that I have to pay taxes, which is not the right thing to do. Um, so I'm very glad that you have learned things through people like me asking you questions that you can now first off, tell me, and then second off, <laughs> share with our listeners, because I have a suspicion that a lot of us are in the same boat. Though I guess we should also say here up front that you are not a tax expert, that you did not formally study it. And so anything that you're sharing with us today is based on your experience working for a German tax company and not based on anything formal. These are just tips that are coming to you from one friendly expat to another. <laughs> Does that sound fair? Correct. Exactly like that. 
So with that in mind, let's dive into the first and most giant question. How do taxes work here? All right. <laughs> yeah, that's a really generic one, but actually a good one as a, also an introduction to the whole topic. I can explain that we have three main taxes in Germany on our income, meaning that these are the taxes that we pay every month when we get our salary. These we all know because we know exactly that um, our salary should get a value, but at the end, in our bank account, there is another value, and that's why we had to pay taxes together with insurances and pensions, but actually taxes have um, a big impact on that. One, for example, is called income tax. In Germany, it's Einkommensteuer. This is basically the taxes that we pay on our income, so on our um, monthly, yearly salary. And the value depends always on our personal tax rate. So it's not like a fixed uh, value. It changes person on person. And let's say that if you have a salary on an early basis that goes from 9K to 55K, then this tax rate goes from 14% to 42%. This is actually the, the biggest group of this uh, income tax. Another important tax that we are all paying is the solidarity surcharge in German is called Solidarität Zuschlag. Basically, it's the 5.5% of our income tax. And it's pretty interesting. It's something super German, I would say, because it's a tax that we have to pay in order to cover the costs to rebuild and reintegrate the states of the former East Germany. And another tax that I would say is also super German and also interesting for expats is the church tax. In German, it's called Kirchensteuer. It's usually around the 8-9% of the income tax. Let's say that in this case, not all the employees are paying this church tax. You are only paying the church tax if you are registered to official accepted religion in Germany. There are some categories of religions that are officially registered in the German system. And if you are part of that, if you are a member of one of these religions, then you also have to pay this church tax. What religions are registered as official recognized ones? For example, the Catholic religion, Evangelical Protestant, Protestant Reformed, Roman Catholic, Ancient Catholic, and we also have other as a category. Okay, so, but if you're Muslim or Hindi or Jewish or what have you, I guess you would choose other then? Yeah, or maybe you're not obligated to pay the, the church tax. Yeah, that one's so funky. That seems so political. <laughs> I think it's great that you brought that one up because that probably makes a lot of people scratch their heads when they first see it. I mean, that's depend also on the on the church itself. Probably some churches or religions are not actually require their members to pay any taxes, like any memberships, let's say. But for sure, for these four that I mentioned, if you are a member, you are in Germany obligated to pay the relative uh, church taxes. And that's why these taxes are directly taken from your salary every month. Is there a certain deadline that you have to pay your taxes by? Or could you sort of tell us the annual timeline for taxes? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, there is a deadline to submit tax declaration, which was actually postponed from this year on, uh, is the, because before it was the 31st of May. But since uh, this year is the 31st of July, but it's really important to mention that this is the deadline that is valid only for those employees who are obligated to submit a tax declaration. If you're not obligated, 
and submit one, then you can do it anytime. Actually, there is also not a, a right period to do it. You can do it maybe in February when you receive your uh, income tax certificate, the Lohnsteuerbescheinigung. But you can also do it, I don't know, in November so that you can get some Christmas money, let's say, you know, <laughs> before the end of the year. Uh, it really is super up to you. There are some deadlines that I have to say, actually, also for those employees who are not obligated to submit a tax declaration. And is, for example, the 31st of December 2019, this year, if you want to submit a tax declaration for 2015, because in Germany you can submit your taxes uh, four years re retroactively. And that means that if you haven't done your tax declaration of 2015 yet, then you can do it until the 31st of December 2019. From the 1st of January 2020, this is not possible anymore. That is very um, good to know, especially for someone like me who just sort of kept putting it off. Actually, that's typical of the tax declaration, but I would say maybe also, especially of experts, we have this um, procrastinator behavior. <laughs> yeah. You maybe can help me with the right pronunciation because I did a mess. <laughs> Procrastination behavior. That. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you keep on postponing things. No, it's boring. I don't want to do it. No, it's a sunny day. I want to go out. And then you postpone it, you postpone it. And then at the end, it can also be that you cannot do it anymore because the four years are gone. So I would say it's still important to keep these deadlines uh, in mind, at least these four years back. Gotcha. But if you are obligated to submit a tax declaration, then it's super important to do it before the 31st of July of the respective year. So in 2020, for uh, the tax declaration 2019, the tax declaration is 31st of July 2020. Generally, who is required to and who is not? For example, freelancers, or uh, if you get some extra income from the state, can be like uh, some Elterngeld. So when you get money because you are a parent and you have a child or children, or if you were unemployed and you got some, uh, you know, benefits from the state, or also if you're married and you belong to some specific uh, tax classes, you also need to submit a tax declaration. Or if you had two employers at the same time, when you are obligated. And also, like, for example, if you are renting out properties, also in this case, you, it, it's at the end another source of income that you have when you're renting out properties. That's why you need to submit a tax declaration. And are there any differences between the different states within Germany that we should be aware of? Actually, no. That makes it very easy. <laughs> and generally, would you say in your experience, are people typically receiving money back after they pay their taxes or file their taxes? Or are they typically owing the government or, you know, sort of where on this scale do most people fall? The 88% of employees who are submitting their tax declaration get money back. And the average tax refund is 1,007 euros. So actually it's a pretty good value. Wow. We are always saying to our users is to just try it out with our tool because you can do it Free, you can enter all your data and then our uh, tax calculator will tell you basically how much money you will get back. And only at that point, if it makes sense for you, then you can submit. Or you can also leave the tool anytime, then you don't pay anything and you don't submit your tax declaration. That, I would say, is the most interesting aspect. That's very cool. So you can go pretty far with it before you have to actually decide what to do. That's great. That's exactly how it works. Another general question. 
in all of your conversations with expats from all over who are filing taxes in Germany, have you encountered any myths that you'd like to debunk or any rumors that you want to confirm? Like for me, one of the rumors was this whole for I actually thought it was five years that you could wait before paying taxes. And you, you confirmed for me that that's true, but it's actually four years, not five years. So there's a good one. Are there any other rumors or myths like this that you would like to address? Actually, I would say we have five big myths that we always try to destroy, let's say. Uh, the first one is, I must do a tax declaration. Actually, that's wrong. It depends by your case. As I was saying before, there are some categories who are obligated to submit a tax declaration, but it's not the case for everybody. So it's not that you must do a tax declaration. Might be that you have to. For a lot of employees, it's actually not an obligation. So you can decide as you think it's better for your case. Another big myth is um, I will have to pay money back. People are actually thinking, no, I should, why should I do it? For sure, I have to give money back to the state. But as I was mentioning before, the 88% of employees who submit their taxes actually get money back. So it's completely the opposite. Another big uh, legend is if I do it once, then I have to do it every year. That's also completely wrong. If you're not obligated to submit a tax declaration, then you're also not obligated to do it every year. Huh. You can do it one year because maybe for one specific year made sense for you because you had a lot of costs or a specific situation or whatever. But then maybe the next year you check in the tool and you see that you will get back, I don't know, five euros. And then it's not worth to send anything, for example. I would say it's really always the best practice to check every year how the tax refund is and then decide accordingly. Another big myth is I can't do it myself. It's too complicated. That's why then a lot of experts decide to ask for a tax advisor because, yeah, they think it would be impossible for them to uh, try themselves. But actually, it's not the case, especially with tools like ours. It's really super easy and we kind of guide the users through the tax interview so that at the end you just have to follow the, the different steps and it's pretty easy to enter the data. Another one is actually uh, regarding deadlines. I have to do it before July 31st. That's also not true in case you're not obligated. As I was saying before, you can do it any time in the year. You, you don't have to stick to this deadline. But if you are obligated, of course, yes, there is the, the deadline. If someone doesn't know if they're obligated or not, where can they go to find out? There are a lot of articles on the internet, also on our blog. You can find a list of categories of employees who are obligated to submit a tax declaration. In our case, for example, we also have a, an amazing customer care. So uh, also people can always approach us and ask, actually not for um, consultancy or say tax advisory, because that's something we, can, we can't offer, but we can offer uh, technical support in the use of, of our tool. And it might be that uh, we can actually uh, reply to some questions that are related to specific uh, categories of employees. Like we can basically offer this support in suggesting to the uh, users if they can use our tool or not. But for sure, uh, on our blog or in general on the internet, there are many, many information regarding this uh, topic. So it should be pretty easy to find out. If the tax office wants you to submit a tax declaration, they can also uh, write you a letter. That's the, the usual, usual procedure. When they want you to really submit a tax declaration, then they will find you and they will send you a letter. Of <laughs> course, our recommendation is always to submit a tax declaration if you are obligated. 
and not wait for the tax office to proactively uh, contact you. But if anyone's sitting Uh, there shaking, thinking, oh no, what if I'm obligated and I just never knew, they can breathe, relax, because if they did have the obligation, they probably would have been informed by now. Exactly, yeah. So are there any ways in which filing your taxes are different as a foreigner living in Germany? Actually, not really. Expats pay taxes exactly the same way as German employees do. There is not a real difference on this. I would say what is typical of experts is some costs that you can deduct in your tax declaration. Might be that some German employees don't have uh, these costs. And it's, for example, moving costs. It's something that is super typical of experts because they move to Germany for a job. And all the costs related to this moving are actually deductible from taxes. For example, uh, it's usually the case that experts have high costs regarding this this topic. I had no idea about that. So, for instance, if I had the receipt for my flight over here when I when I flew here to move for my job, I could claim that somehow. Yeah, absolutely. So, anytime you have a moving event because of a job, you can deduct seven hundred eighty-seven euros. In your tax declaration, I want to be clear, it doesn't mean that the tax office will give you back 787 euros. It's just that you can deduct this amount of costs and this will impact your uh, income tax. So like the amount of taxes you have to pay at the end. And you can actually deduct this value. And also the cool thing of, of our tool is that you don't need to upload any document or any ticket or uh, proof that you actually had these costs because it's also pretty clear that if you did, for example, the registration in Germany, the Meldung, I, I don't know, in February, and before you were not working in Germany, it's pretty clear that you came to Germany for a new job. Worst case, the tax office can always write you back in a, in a second time and ask you for uh, some evidence on these costs. But the, the cool thing of our tool and in general of online tax declaration is that you don't have to upload any documents that shows that these expenses actually occurred. Only if the tax office will ask for it in a second moment. Okay, I'm really interested in this. And I, I want to ask some more questions about your tool exactly. But before we do that, any other things like these moving expenses that expats should be aware of? Like what if they take a integration course or a language course? Do things like that count? No, actually language course is a usually a big topic because, of course, many experts, for example, are having German classes. This is actually not acceptable usually from the tax office because they could argue that you need German anyways for also your private usage. So this is not accepted. But, for example, you could deduct a lot of application costs. For example, for example, if you applied for a job in Germany and you had to fly, I don't know, from the U.S. to Berlin to participate to the job interview or you had a, a premium LinkedIn profile so that you could find better offers. Or if you ask for a, a relocation agency to help you, you know, moving in in Germany and integrate and start your uh, new life here. All these costs are deductible and are really common in, a, in an expert case. For instance, when I was, I had to pay all these expenses to get my transcripts, to get my transcripts translated to get them anerkannt or recognized in Germany. If people are going through paperwork like that to get their life in order, 
that costs money. Would that fall into this category? Actually, this is related to application costs. So if you are doing, if you are having all these costs because of the new job you want to find or you already found, you can actually enter them in these application costs. And you have actually also these, let's say, documents, translations, or exactly as you were mentioning. This is something that can be deducted. We have different sections. One is a job application cost that is related to a job search, but we also have expenses as employees, and there is also like the possibility to enter this type of costs there. If it's related to the job or to the moving because of the job, it's deductible. This is all so good to know. And I, and I have to say, when we were talking back and forth and, and setting up the recording for this podcast episode, I was like, oh, of course, I want to try out their service so I can, you know, have my own Im- impression coming into this. And life sort of got in the way and it didn't really work out until it was like 2.30 and we were scheduled to talk at 3 o'clock. <laughs> So I clicked onto your website and I was like, all right, we'll just see how far I get before it's time to do this interview. And hopefully it's enough. I had very low expectations because I thought, okay, it's going to be way too complicated. But I pulled up the website and I start filling out the information. And at first it's stuff that I already know off the top of my head, like address and information like that. Then the next section was all from your your paycheck. On your paycheck, it has all of these different pieces of information on it. And so I, I you know, I had my, my big binder in front of me and I was ready to flip through and find all the things I would need. But it was actually just all on one sheet of paper. And I took a, you know, an easy year as an example. I took 2017 when I'd moved over to Germany and I, you know, only worked here a couple months. But I actually got through the entire year <laughs> before our, our call even started. It took me maybe 15 or 20 minutes it was crazy. I was really blown away by how easy it was. And of course, now that I'm learning all this stuff from you, I definitely want to look back over it and reconsider, you know, what expenses I, I could add here or there. But I I just, I mean, I really have to give you guys that huge shout out. It is unfathomable to me <laughs> that something so big and intimidating could be done so quickly and painlessly. And it was all in English and actually, you know, as an American, I've been filing taxes in English my whole life. The, the, the stuff you have to fill out in America is so much more confusingly written than the English on your website. It was really easy to actually know what you were looking for. And then it would also have the German word there, which was helpful because then when I looked at my paycheck, I could match up the words to make sure I was getting the right information. Yeah. So I I just, I mean, you said it earlier that, you know, this is a really good option for people. And I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, I can definitely personally vouch for it. (laughs) Thank you. We appreciate that. Actually, that's how it is. It's really easy. It's fast. And I also would like to mention for uh, all the expert listeners that we also built some useful landing pages, for example, explaining how to use the tool in different languages, because, of course, We have a lot of expats users that are mother tongue English, but we also have a lot of Italian, Spanish, French, Portuguese, Greek, Russian. Uh, Really, we we have a lot of different nationalities and we thought of building some pages for them where we explain in their own languages exactly how they need to use the tool. And I think that's also really useful because it's really rare to find 
in Germany, anything like that. Absolutely. Um, and you mentioned earlier your customer service. Um, and I remember seeing on your website, you can even just approach the customer service in a huge range of languages, which is also, it, that's such a service in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying this, that it's something that our competitors are not offering that much. So we are really experts focused. We do reply to many comments in different languages. And I think that's why also our expert users are really, really happy with the tool, with the experience, also with the tax refund, because of course, the fewer mistakes you do, the better the tax refund will be, and there won't be any tax gap. You would be super happy. Everything will work easily. And then, of course, you want to come back the next year again. That's exactly how it works with, uh, in general, I want to say with our tool, but also with experts in particular. So my question is then, this part that I filled out so painlessly, I didn't have time to sort of click done on it before we started this recording, but what would happen theoretically from here? If I sent off my information to you guys, where does it go from there? And what do what would I need to do next? Basically, once you are done with the entering of the data, you just need to check uh, the, the draft of the declaration because, of course, we want you to double check every single data you put it in, and then you just need to submit. And you can do it in two ways. One, maybe a bit old-fashioned, also not super environmental friendly, let's say, is to print uh, the tax declaration, to sign it and send it by a post to the tax office. But we actually recommend to do it online. It's actually faster, uh, it's easier, and you don't have you know, to print anything and go to the, tax o- to the post office. No, you do everything from your place. And then basically we transmit all the information via ELSTA, which is actually the German uh, interface from the state to a tax declaration. We transmit all the information directly to the tax office. And then in, on average, maximum 10 weeks, you should get your money back on, on the bank account. And that's it. If they have questions, if, if the tax office says, oh, I do want to see, you know, I want to ask about these moving expenses or these application expenses, do they write us directly then? Yeah, okay. exactly. Then once we transmit the tax declaration to the tax office, then it's not our responsibility anymore. Then it's just the tax office and the user. And if the tax office needs something, then they will contact the user and they will ask for more information or for clarification or additional documents or whatever. Also, we, we, we let's say we cannot offer the service of dealing with the tax offices or calling them, asking for updates. It is something that it's not our duty, but uh, users are always writing us also after submission and we always still support them telling, yeah, but everything was submitted correctly. You just need to wait now or um, everything looks fine. You need to wait another month or whatever. So it's not that once it's submitted, we leave the customers alone. Of course not. But then it's more a, a matter of the relationship between tax office and user. Yeah, it sounds like it's definitely at least worth it to send it off and see what happens. I mean, the scary or intimidating part might then be if if the tax people come back to you and ask for certain things that you then have to prepare, maybe that's stressful, but it sounds like that also might not happen. They might not have to ask for additional information, in which case the whole process is really not too stressful. I would say in some cases for the tax office, it more work to actually check declaration for declaration and ask you for proofs or evidence. Sometimes they don't do it because the costs that you are deducted are actually 
or they make sense or, you know, they are on the average value of the, the employees. But sometimes, especially with high costs or specific t- situations, they might ask for, um, you know, extra documentation or evidence. Wow. Okay. So with this wonderful, helpful amount of information, we are going to round the corner and head to home with our ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. It's a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you're going to answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) None of them are tax related. You get to breathe a sigh of relief. (laughs) What is your favorite German TV show? Yeah, very good. If you had to live in another city in Germany other than Berlin, what city would you choose? Hamburg. We know that you can speak at least three languages very well. What language do you dream in? Mm, I would say it's a mix of Italian and English. Cool. Okay, very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on and giving us so much valuable information. If people want to find more about Wundertax, where should we point them? Wundertax.de is our main website. From that website, we give the opportunity to the users to go to the right websites for them because we offer a tool for German employees in German. Uh, We have germantaxes.de. There is a website for expats in English. And we also have solutions for students, soldiers, police officers, teachers, and so on and so forth. So I would say... Wundertax, it's for sure the one where they can then find the right way or germantaxis.de for the expats users. Awesome. And we'll link to both of those websites in the show notes, as well as the social media, because I have to say, I actually first found your company through social media, because this probably sounds super geeky to say, but I love following this tax service on Instagram. You guys post such funny stuff, such helpful stuff, and it's always cute the way it's all designed. So (laughs) I'll link to that too. Whoever's doing that work, tell them congrats from me. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. We try to mix like funny content, of course, and also useful information about taxis in general or how to use our tool. They can follow us in Instagram, German Taxis or Wundertax, also Facebook, German Taxis and Wundertax. And actually, especially in the high season, we do a lot of Facebook lives to give information. We actually do a tax declaration in a live mode. And also in Instagram, we are always active to provide with useful content. So, And also YouTube, actually. We have video tutorials and we will also now release a lot of new informative videos about, for example, Steuer ID, you know, this tax ID that you don't know where you can find it, but it's really important. We have a lot of projects, actually. Yeah, oh, that's so, such a good point. I wanted to even ask about the tax ID number. We just didn't even have time, but you guys have it all <laughs> online. So we'll make sure that we point people to all that information as well. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. And have a nice tax declaration. Thank you again to Agnesa for coming on the Expat Cast and sharing with us all of these helpful resources, explaining some new tips, breaking some old myths down. It was 
so informative. I have to say, after we finished up talking, I sat down and did my taxes for my first full year in Germany, which was a pretty complicated one because I had two jobs, a bit of unemployment in between, a lot of job-related costs, etc. But with the information just from our podcast, I was able to fill my tax declaration out better than I would have before. And the Wonder Tax tool, I seriously, I really like it. <laughs> I really, really do. And if all goes well, I've got about a thousand euros heading my way from the tax office, which would be fantastic. I gotta say, if you haven't done your taxes yet, this is not a bad time of year to do it, because if you do it and submit it now, by the time the money hits your bank account, it's gonna be Christmas season, end of the year, you're gonna be shopping for gifts, drinking some glue vine, and it wouldn't hurt to have a little tax return money to spend on all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it really doesn't take that long to fill out because they have it so well laid out and gives you a nice breakdown of what you have to do. Though I will say at one point I didn't know if I was putting in the right information and so I went to their help site and within literally five minutes I'd found a really in-depth instructional video that showed me exactly what I needed to be looking for. So that customer service aspect that we mentioned in the episode is really huge with WonderTax. And finally, once I did go to submit my taxes, I did have to verify my identity, but doing that was also super easy. I could just take pictures of some documents and upload them to the site and then poof, that was it. So really can't compliment it enough. I had a great experience. We'll of course be linking to WonderTax in the show notes and I highly suggest giving them a go. Thanks as always also goes to Amy Lunky Art for the logo and to Side Hug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side and we're on Instagram too. So if you want more from the Expat Cast, you can follow us at the Expat Cast on Instagram or on Twitter. And you can drop us a line via email at theexpatcast at gmail.com. I know as a librarian, I really love doing these informative, resource-driven episodes. And if you do too, let me know. Go ahead and leave us some stars and a review on your podcast app of choice that is such a good way to help the show find new listeners and it's also a great way to give me feedback to what you want more of next thursday we will be back in your feed for a very special halloween episode i won't tell you exactly what we're doing but i will tell you it will be spooky until then have a great week choose